remind you, 007, that Blofeld's dead. Finished. The least we can expect from you now is a little plain, solid work. Merry Christmas and welcome to the 007 Minute, where each and every day, three days a week, except for today and this week, we'll be going over every single blessed minute of the 1971 James Bond feature, Diamonds Are Forever. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm Mark Cerulli of Illuminar.tv. And Mark, we are at the place that you were meant to be. (laughs) if uh, if I could think of anybody that knows more about James Bond, they'd be a co-host. So uh, <laughs> there are there are quite a few of those, but I'll do my best here. No, you're doing good. Actually, let, let's talk a little bit about what your uh, your bona fides are on uh, on background with Bond. I know you've you've been collecting Bond and and watching Bond as long as I've known you. Um, but yeah, you also actually got paid for doing stuff with James Bond. So uh, yeah, I uh, uh, produced. Uh, the first couple of Bond DVD documentaries with my old friend Lee Pfeiffer um, on Goldfinger and Thunderball. And uh, they were directed by uh, John Cork. And I've written some articles and things like that. Um, And I know you do have, uh, you do, at at points in your life, you've had uh, quite a collection of Bond, including a well, one that's one that's gone for a while now, but I I did like your little your little Nelly model, which is no longer with us. Uh, the the helicopter model. Yeah. I had I had an Osato helicopter. Yeah, uh. I was a custodian of it. <laughs> <laughs> you watched it go by from eBay to eBay. But we are we are now in uh, let's see diamonds. This is uh, the seventh of Bond uh, of Bond features, uh, and this eBay. is one of my favorites because it was the first Bond film that my dad took me to uh, as it came out. So I remember seeing it in uh, uh, a theater on uh, Manhattan's Upper West Side, you know, with an audience. Uh, they laughed. They uh, they cheered. It was great. It was great. I still remember that. Well, yeah, so it, it is such a great film. It's infinitely rewatchable. There's so much stuff that you can pick up. Uh, the Tom Anchorage screenplay, I love. Every, mm. So many great lines. There's so many great memorable moments. Uh, so we started, instead of starting at the beginning with Dr. No, we, we jumped right in here in the middle of things. So, but, you know, that's how Star Wars started, so they, they do things in the middle. By the way, while we're, while we're talking about uh, Star Wars briefly here, I just wanted to give thanks to uh, uh, Pete and Alex, the uh, fellows who really kicked off the Movies by Minutes uh, um, movement, I guess is the b- best way to describe it. Uh, I know that uh, uh, Gutterball's The Big Lebowski Minute was uh, had preceded them, but Pete and Alex really kind of pushed the, the genre out there. And also I'd like to thank uh, Matt Mira and uh, Matt Gorley for uh, doing their in- inimitable James Bonding podcast. Um, but we are uh, – the, uh, the James Bonding podcast really kind of set the tone for all these kind of things. But we're going to zoom in a little bit further than Matt and Matt have done. Uh, in excruciating detail. So uh, let's, I guess let's get right to it. We're, we're coming off, what we got to do is set the stage here. We're coming off of um, the, the the big disappointment, at least from the box. Well, was it wasn't, actually, Majesty's, uh, you know, people say that it didn't make that money. It it, it uh, make that much money, but it, it was a, a, a pretty successful film on its, on its own right. It just didn't have Sean Connery, who was everybody's James Bond. And, you know, Lazenby didn't do a bad job considering that was his first real acting gig no just just coming out of it i mean it, it I mean, wasn't a bad thing and if you know if he had been always been james bond i don't think he would have 
No. Nobody would have no. said anything. He did an, you know, an admirable job. It was a great story. It was a very simple plot line. They got rid of all the, uh, the you know, the campy Batman kind of stuff. And uh, it, came, it came out pretty well. I, I thought it was, it was a good film. But they really wanted, I mean, audiences wanted their James Bond to be Sean Connery. Yeah, and it's funny. They had, uh, I, they had actually signed an actor named John Gavin, who most people might remember from being uh, in Psycho. Yeah. And a uh, great-looking guy, Mexican-American actor, I believe. Uh, and uh, he was signed. He was going to do it. And then uh, David Picker, who was the head of UA, he, uh, he got along well with Connery and, you know, pitched it to him. And Connery liked the script that uh, Tom Mankiewicz uh, was writing. He wasn't crazy about the, the Maybaum script. But then they, they, the producers hired uh, Mankiewicz and sent him the first 20, 30 pages, and he liked it. And apparently he said, keep writing, boyo. And uh, that's how they brought him back. And they made him a great offer. I mean, he got over a million dollars in 1970 dollars. And uh, they offered to finance, I think, three movies of his choice. Yeah. Well, he wasn't in the in-between years, between uh, twice and uh, in this movie, he hadn't come out with any really big hits, right? I mean, I don't think, I don't think the Anderson tapes did that well. Oh, I love that movie, though. What a great movie! It was a great movie, but I mean, it wasn't bringing in the kind of box office where uh, you know Connery has the ability. He, he was shown to make great films mm-hmm. and, and bring in the box office, but you know, a film like that. When, Zardoz was Zardoz was the year before this, right? Zardoz, no, Zardoz was seventy three or oh, four. Okay. So he did the Molly Maguire's in nineteen seventy. Right. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, he's always worked. I mean, he's a, he's a great, great actor. Yeah. But you know, there ain't no Bond like him. That's for sure. Yeah. No, they've uh, they kind of cleaned the decks and went back to the old formula. I, I guess they wanted to be as as old Bond as possible. They've gotten rid of uh, Sid Kane had been doing a. The production design on on uh, uh, Majesties, and uh, yeah, Peter Hunt was kind of shelved for the whole thing because he wasn't. I mean, he was he was a great director, but they wanted to get back to the the classic formula. Right. They yeah, the, and uh, they got Guy Hamilton, who of course did an amazing job with Goldfinger. Yeah, and uh, he kind of brought an element of humor to everything. Yeah, the, the the definite the ridiculous nature of Bond really came through very very well. Well, well let, let's talk about the uh, the movie that we're watching. We're watching this on the uh, the Blu-ray edition of uh, of Diamonds, and uh, it has the opening is uh, not what the original opening of the of the right. Feature I remember the the uh, United Artists Transamerica logo. That's what I remember. Yeah, that that would be you from the Transamerica those. days, and you know it had the uh, that modification of the Transamerica logo which was i mean they were basically a real estate company that right bought a, bought a movie studio right. uh united artists of course a classic non-studio yeah. studio of hollywood with uh founded by people like mary pickford and uh, douglas fairbanks and charlie right. chaplin and right they never uh, the thing about united artists was they never had to pay for keeping a studio so they could they could make these quirky little films and or, or make films in you know in rented equipment and, which is why they did things at places like Shepherd and, and stuff like that, or Pinewood, uh, and not have to worry about the overhead of a studio. Mm. Um, so, uh, so we're, we're looking at the United Artists in the Transamerica days, like, and that would have that would have faded out from the screen. And then, of course, we get the classic uh, 
beats of the the Monty Norman theme. Yes, yes, and uh, and then uh, that's uh, Connery walking into the gun barrel, and uh, uh, funnily enough, uh, on many of the previous Bonds, uh, it was uh, the stuntman Bob Simmons who was a lot, uh, quite a bit shorter than than Connery, and then when they got around to doing Thunderball, uh, Connery shot the uh, the gun barrel sequence, and that's the one they used. Yeah, still in black and white, but uh, mm-hmm. I guess it, it works. Just, it works perfectly yeah, with the red it, blood. It, it really, yeah, really, it really heightens the contrast. Mm. So uh, we get that that classic scene with. Uh, now, was that a was that a Bender one? Was that uh, yeah, 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 Maurice Bender? Yeah, fantastic stuff. Monty yeah. Norman. Uh, there's there's some arguments on the Bond theme whether or not it was actually written by John Barry and Mon- Monty Norman uh, was credited with it. But I, I really think just if you hear Monty Norman's songs, they're, they're kind of, you know, it, it, this is all the same kind of music that he wrote. Well, it, apparently it, it was a riff on, uh, he'd composed something called Bad Sign, Good Sign for a musical that never got made. It was based on a novel, uh, House for Mr. Biswas, and uh, it featured traditional Indian sitar music and... Uh, but the melody sounds the same, but apparently the, the producers brought in John Barry, who's absolutely brilliant, to uh, arrange it. So this would be, yeah, this is a John Barry arrangement of a Monty Norman theme is probably the, the correct way to look at it. And we're as we as we get through the uh, the, the classic revolver scene, uh, we get to somewhere in, I'm assuming, Tokyo. Uh, well, one never knows. Somewhere in Pinewood. Yeah, we wind up somewhere in Pinewood with... Uh, Paper walls, and uh, we we see this nice uh, uh, oriental tea room. Japanese Asian tea gentleman room. flying at us, which yeah. is, if you think about it, what a brilliant way to start a movie. I mean, you know, the audience wasn't expecting that, and then kaboom, you hit them right there. Yeah, yeah, and uh, just that nice voice, you know, th- that nice voice, the very familiar uh, Sean Connery. Right, uh, right. And I wonder if some of those props were left over from You Only Live Twice. You yeah, know, the. Uh, the the sake glasses and the uh, Asian furniture. Yeah, well, and, and Charles Gray was a leftover too from <laughs> from there too. But we'll get to him later. Yeah, those beautiful titanies on the floor and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Great editing, cutting to. Uh, oh yeah, you know, wa- watching this this poor fellow getting slammed all over the place. Um, but yeah, just a great explosive introduction to uh, the next 119 minutes of uh, of action and adventure coming up. Absolutely. Uh, well. We'll, we'll we will be talking a lot more about this. I, this is just a, a given taste of, of where we're going. Um, but we will be picking this up uh, as, as I said, this is our, our Christmas show. But we will be. Pick- yes, this is the Christmas trailer. Yeah. Uh, remember, the Diamonds Are Forever had that that wonderful long missing Christmas trailer. Uh, uh, and so consider this. Uh, you know, yeah. a, a slightly lesser version of that. This is, this is our, our pre-credit sequence. Yeah, exactly, but, exactly. Yeah, but we we will be coming back with you on the eighth uh, of January, where Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays will be sh- will be showing up in your in your uh, iPhones or whatever you're listening to us on while you're on your treadmill on your tatami or, rug. Yes, <laughs> while you sit in the lotus position, listening to our uh, mellifluous voices. Mm. Uh, but we will, we'll be talking a lot more about diamonds. Uh, over the next, uh, well, sometime in sometime in September, we'll be finishing up. Uh, but we'll <laughs> Mark Mark is already cringing. Already. But we we will be having a lot of special guests, some people who were in this film, some people who worked on this film, some people who know more than we do about this film. Uh, and we will also be working on location at several sites, hopefully, uh, where where this film was was made. 
And, yeah, send bail money. <laughs> well, you know, uh, forgiveness is always easier to ask for than permission. So we'll, yeah. we'll be checking some stuff out. But there are a lot of great scenes in this movie, a lot of background to go over. But we will be uh, picking this up as, as the weeks progress. But thank you very much for your patience. Have a very Merry Christmas, uh, Happy New Year, and we will pick you back up here January 8th, 2018 on the 007 Minute. By the way, if you want to keep in touch with us online, social media, go check out uh, 007 Minute. Uh, go find us at uh, Operation Grand Slam on uh, Facebook, where everybody can get together and talk about these minutes. And uh, you can write to us. Uh, we must have a place. Oh, you can write to me, Jim, at 007minute.com. And go to the big website, 007minute.com, where you can uh, read up on future episodes, if we have any, and uh, past episodes, which hopefully we'll have in the can by the time you hear all this stuff. But uh, we will see you in the early 2018, January 8th here on the 007 Minute. So until next time, uh, wait, is that Bert Saxby? Bert Saxby? Yeah. Tell him he's fired.